At the height of the War of 1812, the second war between the United States and the British Empire, 5,000 British soldiers marched into Washington, D.C. Seeking revenge for the Revolutionary War, among other grievances, the Redcoats set the capital ablaze. The British admiral in command of the assault stated that he wanted to teach the Americans how to properly sack a city. On the second day of the invasion, dark clouds began to gather in the sky as the British soldiers continued to loot and burn their way through the streets. Suddenly, heavy rains, thunder, and lightning hit the city, followed closely by a hurricane and finally a tornado. The British troops were decimated and the survivors retreated. The tempest doused the fires and gave the Redcoats their most severe defeat of the war up to that point, forever changing American history in a matter of hours. This is the story of the storm that saved America's capital and helped end the War of 1812. I'm Zach Knight. Welcome to Shaking America, a history podcast. Sources for this episode include the book The War of 1812 by Steve Vogel, the Smithsonian article The Tornado That Saved Washington, and the National Archives article Tornado Saves Capital, Scares British. The War of 1812 erupted between the United States and the British Empire due to trade disputes, the legal practice of press-ganging civilians into military service, and the alliance between America and France that had been formed in the Revolutionary War. The war opened with a series of British victories. British militias defeated American forces in a string of land battles in Canada, while the massive and powerful Royal Navy shut down the U.S.'s oceanic trade routes and created a blockade that stretched across America's east coast. Seeking to further humiliate the United States and its upstart leaders, the British command ordered a land invasion with the intention of taking Washington, D.C. Heading this campaign were 5,000 Redcoats, veterans of the wars against Napoleon. They had spent the last nine years fighting the greatest military mind of their era and had grown into a dangerous and battle-tested fighting force. Now that the French emperor had been defeated, These hardened shock troops were sent east to put America in its place. The fledgling American military attempted to respond by sending 7,000 inexperienced volunteers to meet the Redcoats. They were crushed in the Battle of Bladensburg and routed to the point that President James Madison was almost captured by the British forces. With the Americans scattered and hurt, the British had a clear path to the capital. With the British Army just a few days' march from Washington, D.C., word was given to evacuate the capital. However, not everybody fled. One woman was determined to stay in the city as long as possible to save the important historical artifacts from America's founding. That woman was First Lady Dolly Madison. With the Redcoats fast approaching the White House, Dolly collected some of the U.S.'s most priceless items— such as the original drafts of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. She loaded them into her wagon and escaped just hours before the British soldiers entered the city. 
The British quickly overwhelmed the remaining American resistance in Washington and set about pillaging the area. By nightfall, 5,000 redcoats were inside the capital under the command of a man named Vice Admiral Coburn. Coburn was a proud officer of the Empire and sought not only to defeat the Americans, but to embarrass them. Making fun of the United States Congress, he and his men held a mock legislation in the Capitol, in which they voted unanimously to burn the building. Coburn and his soldiers then knocked down the doors of the White House and ate a meal in James Madison's dining room before ransacking the estate and setting it ablaze. Unsatisfied with the destruction, the British troops also set fire to the U.S. Treasury and much of the rest of America's government buildings. With a large portion of Washington on fire, the Redcoats finally left for the night to set up camp outside of the city. Coburn made a mocking toast to President Madison's health, and the troops began to celebrate. They had not lost a single soldier in their taking of America's capital. Furthermore, in a testament to the confidence of the British leadership, Coburn only assigned one man to guard Washington during the night. On the second day of the occupation, the British forces re-entered Washington and began to resume looting and burning the city. Some fires, such as the fire at the White House, had continued through the night. The Redcoats, now shaking off hangovers from the night before, were in a jovial mood. They did not notice the rapidly darkening skies and the thunder that had begun to ring out in the distance. Suddenly, one of the largest hurricanes in Washington's history hit the city. Torrential rains poured onto the soldiers and doused the fires. Lightning struck down from the sky, sending men scurrying indoors. Then, at two in the afternoon, a tornado appeared in the center of the capital. One British soldier gave his account of this incredible storm. Our column was completely dispersed, as though it had received a total defeat. Men fled for shelter. Such was the violence of the wind that cannons were lifted from the ground and thrown through the air. By the time the tornado had subsided and the rain had died down, the Redcoats were in total disarray. They had suffered more casualties in the few hours of the storm than they had in the entire campaign so far. When the storm fully cleared out the next day, the British regrouped and decided to leave the area. The invasion force retreated to their ships in Maryland, a battered and disheartened unit. Meanwhile, President Madison finally reunited with Dolly Madison at a roadside tavern and began to discuss how to rebuild America's capital. The war would go on for another year before a peace accord was signed by Congress and King George in 1815. Many Americans at the time believed that it was divine intervention that saved the capital. Many Americans at the time believed that it was divine intervention that saved the capital, that God had personally sent the storm to save what remained of the city from British forces. While there's no way to know if that's true, the tornado of 1814 was definitely one of the strangest events in America's history. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shaking America.